last but not to be treated least, our number 50. Remember, I went back through and talked. We're talking about three laymen here. This, uh, this man uh, is also a layman at the end of his uh, life. He did go into full-time service, but I want to talk about him. And almost 180 years ago, in 1838, uh, John and Lydia Bliss, a penniless couple, uh, very poor, lived in the hills of uh, Pennsylvania. They gave birth to their first child, Philip Paul Bliss. And he began life amidst very harsh poverty, and, and it was a very rugged life uh, at that time in Pennsylvania, in the hills of Pennsylvania. And uh, there was a strength in that household, though, that more than compensated for the, the material hardships. When Philip Bliss looked back on his youth, he described it in these words. He said, whatever a plain living, small home, or poor advantages I had in my childhood, I cherished this precious thought. My parents prayed for me even before I knew the meaning of prayer and consecrated me to the Lord and his service. My father lived in a constant communion with his Savior. He was a poor man, but early in the morning, as well as after the toil of the day, toil of the day, uh, sitting on the porch of his humble home, he would read his Bible and his voice could be heard singing, uh, singing a song. These hardships really forged the, the, the inner strength and, and the quietness, I'd say, of character of, of this man. And, and this man was to become, um, maybe, maybe those qualities were his most compelling qualities as a man. And very early as a boy, um, he showed exceptional uh, talent in music. He would make instruments as a very little boy. Uh, he would uh, track the singing of birds and mimic those on instruments that he had built. And he also had an unusual, uh, unusually gifted singing voice. Uh, he was saved at the age of 12, and he joined the Baptist church uh, in Tioga, Pennsylvania, upon his baptism. At 14, uh, there was a revival of sorts among his, uh, his uh, schoolmates. At that time, he dedicated his life to the Lord for whatever he would have for him. At 19, uh, he left home uh, for Tawantatown, Pennsylvania, again with no money. But he was hoping to take a college course, and he wrote home, and he said this. He said, there is a chance of my getting all the jobs of work I want to do, which will pay my way. Board, lodging, washing, light and fuel, room and rent included. Cost me about $2 a week. I'm kind of a chore boy, but I am not ashamed of it. And uh, soon he was making enough to pay his full load in, in, in college and take the college courses. Um, after a year, he, he graduated from that that uh, that school, that college, and he became a part-time schoolmaster in the little uh, village of Rome, Pennsylvania. Um, it was there that he met and married also at, at 21. He met and married uh, Lucy Young, and they began their home. At some point, he saw an ad in the paper for um, a intensive six-week course in music uh, to be held in New York City. Uh, someone paid his way to the school, and after the training, he decided to set up uh, uh, set up shop or, or set up as a traveling uh, music teacher. And so armed with an accordion and several other small instruments um, and uh, aided by a slightly lame, lame horse, uh, he began traveling to the different small towns in his area and providing music schools at a very uh, moderate cost. This was very successful. And he became very, very well known, not only for his considerable talents, but his ability to uh, teach children to sing. Uh, he was in charge of the Sunday school at his local church uh, in Rome, back in, in Rome, Pennsylvania, and this gained him a name among many visiting pastors who urged him to enter the ministry. They, they saw, you know, this uh, what, what he was doing there in that Sunday school. 
His remarkable singing voice made him very successful, and after five years, he moved his family to Chicago, where he set up a music business, which became very, very successful. And, and by now, he was a prolific composer in his own right. He was only 26 years old or so. He was producing uh, number, uh, numerous hymns, number of hymns for, for children, and his heart was really in children's work. Um, in his new church in Chicago, um, they quickly realized his ability to communicate with children and, um, and also, uh, you know, young, young teens. And there was an unusual desire, it seemed, uh, unusual in the sense of not like everyone else for, for the children's spiritual needs. Uh, the Sunday school grew by enormous proportions, and hundreds and hundreds of children came to know the Lord in that ministry in Chicago. His passion for reaching the lost and singing um, came to the attention of Evangelist D.L. Moody. And Mr. Moody would begin to use him frequently in mission work uh, there in Chicago, and that association with Moody uh, also helped him form a, a, um, a relationship with another man, um, Major Whittle. Uh, Whittle was a former member of General Howard's staff in the Civil War. He lost his right arm in the war, and um, he was saved while he was recovering from that wound. And Whittle would become an evangelist later, and and he began to realize uh, the contribution that that Bliss uh, would bring to his preaching tours. So Moody had already begun this idea of take a preacher, and he chose Ira Sankey. And so you hear the term Moody and Sankey revival team, and they would go to cities. Uh, Sankey would do the music; he would do some preaching, but Moody would, you know, and then and set that up, and the music uh, Moody would do the do the service. And uh, so Whittle who uh, was in evangelism, uh, Moody said, why don't you take Bliss with you and let's have a Whittle and Bliss team and let's go um, uh, into full-time evangelism. Uh, and as I said, that was a very successful formula that Moody had had tried really all over the world. Bliss believed with his whole heart how important it was that children come to know the Lord as soon as possible. As I read about Bliss, I was thinking of uh, the children's emphasis we had a couple weeks ago and uh, with um, Brother Dunlop and I, uh, just some some similarities there, and, and and the heart for children, and 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 the how he showed us, and and we've heard this before, but how important it is for children to be saved. Um, the opportunity seems to slip away as as uh, people get into their young adulthood, and um, he um, he knew that this was very important. As soon as they understood their need for a savior, next to the word of God, he felt that that the instrument of song was of great importance to children. And many times he would stop in the middle of a song and explain what what happened on the cross, emphasizing Jesus' love and and pleading with every heart there that was listening. Wherever he went, he gathered children around him and made sure they understood the gospel in the simplest terms, so they so they would understand. Eventually, of course, uh, he and Whittle became very popular around the country, and soon he had to make a decision uh, to leave his very successful business um, and and go into full-time work. Uh, several large conservatories on the West Coast and universities were offering large salaries for him to join them, um, and he made, though, the decision, uh, he and his wife, that they would serve God full-time, and he turned these opportunities down. They also said it was interesting. They decided they would never talk about that again, that that that. You know, they knew what was coming, and these things would have catapulted him to the top of the music world at that time. Wherever Whittle and Bliss meetings went, local pastors welcomed them. Hundreds and hundreds of souls began to be saved and follow the Lord. Um, Bliss was a very firm believer in the infallibility of God's word and the power of the gospel, and God used him in an unusual way there with, with Whittle. 
So uh, Bliss would, would become, at this time, really the most, um, one of the most famous gospel hymn writers that, that the Christian world has ever known. God used him to write perhaps some of the greatest hymns ever penned. And when you see the list, and when you hear the list of the songs that Bliss uh, penned, you, you might be amazed. I'll just read a few here. Jesus loves even me. Hallelujah, what a Savior. Let the lower lights be burning. I gave my life for thee. My hope is built on nothing, uh, nothing less. The music to it is well, just as I am, once for all, just to name, just to name a few. Um, he's probably the, the second most sung uh, uh, composer after Fanny Crosby, and God continues uh, almost 200 years later to to bless his work. I mentioned he was considered one of the great personal soul winners of the 1800s, um, and, and uh, uh, he daily was talking uh, about his Savior to fellow musicians, uh, professional musicians in Chicago. Uh, when they would get saved, he would urge them to give their lives to the Lord for his service and not to let the powerful pull, the music success, pull them into mediocrity. Well, in December of 1876, uh, the Blisses returned home to Rome, Pennsylvania to spend Christmas uh, with, with their family. Um, in that old hometown, he said, he wrote, he said that it was the happiest Christmas he had ever known with his mother, his sister, uh, and, and his in-laws. Uh, before he left, he wrote a letter to a young opera singer that he was uh, working with and a friend uh, who, in Chicago, uh, was rising in the music world um, and... Uh, he had been saved, and he was trying to encourage his friend to give his talents to the Lord. And in the letter, um, he pleaded with his friend to put aside the relentless training and the and the uh, worldly ambition. And he likened it to um, a farmer striking out into the grain. And he said, strike into the grain to reap for the master. Well, uh, the Blisses checked their luggage through to Chicago, and uh, they boarded the train. And we will continue this next week. And uh, tell a little bit more about the story of Philip Bliss. And uh, there's much more to the story. And we'll hope you look forward to hearing that next week.